The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 17th chapter. Jesus prays, Holy Father, keep them in Your name, which You have given Me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in Your name, which You have given Me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the Son of Destruction, that the Scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise you, Christ. And I have seat. And Ms. Armstrong, yeah, we coming up. And son, come on up. So today, Mother's Day, needed some help with a mom and a son. So if you guys would come over here, chance that you learn from your mother. We've learned this from ladies, how God gives us his very best gifts, how God comforts and offers healing to us, about how God finds us and calls us when we're lost how God forgives us, loves us, or even how Jesus prays for us. First is, is the first going to be postures for the next one. Actually, would you have to, are you able to kneel in a dress? Can you kneel down? Yes. Use, use his leg. There you go. All right. Part, yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny. Um, at the early service, there was a a grandmother, actually great-grandmother age one, who was going to do this with a 50-year-old son. And she wanted to kneel. She wanted to kneel. And, and, and she tried before the service. We practiced because she wanted to display how sometimes gifts are difficult to give and it takes labor to give. But the challenge was her knees were tired and her legs were tired and she couldn't pull it off, but her spirit was there, which is part of this message. I know and trust that God has worked with amazing intelligence and power to form creation, that he made you and I in his image and his likeness, our capacities to love, just not how we look, our capacities to love and to feel and to laugh, to forgive, right? Those gifts of God. We know these things. We've seen them worked in the women who have amazing intelligence and strength as they work to provide a beautiful world for their children. A mother, it's not easy to kneel, but to kneel and to give a gift. I know that God gives us in ways that are sacrificial. I've seen that in my own mother because my mother gave sacrificially. She just didn't give out of her token abundance. She gave out of her deep and constant needs. The greatest gift a mom can give, she's holding a Bible, the greatest gift a mom can give us is our life and her life, but she also gives the contents of the scriptures to us 
and how she loves and how she instructs and how she lives. No greater gift can a mother give than the gift of her knowledge of her Lord and Savior Jesus and her Father in heaven with the help of her Holy Spirit. So we have Miss Armstrong offering her son a Bible of all the things that will last in this lifetime to the next. The faith that a mother can teach a child is a beautiful and great gift. The next one, this time we get to reverse. Go ahead and help mom up. Um, actually, you just stay there. You get to hold the book. It's part of it. Be thankful. She's been doing that since you're a baby. What you're seeing is a mom giving a kiss. What a tender thing it is when a mom gives the baby the kiss, when they're being held in their arms for the first time. One of the most beautiful symbols of a love gift is a mom giving her baby a kiss. It's, it's just a beautiful, tender exchange. Dads do the same thing. They kiss the babies. Now, I believe and know and trust that God can and will comfort us and heal us and loves us. I have been kissed by the love of a mother, too. I've experienced it, and I've seen it in the lives of other people in, our, in, in, in my world. The phrase, and I complete is, think about this. Um, you're, I want you to finish the phrase. So the scene would be this. A child is hurting. The child's fallen down. Something's gone wrong, and the child's crying and hurting. And the mother comes and grabs hold of the child and says, Here, let mama kiss it and make it better. That's a God-inspired sentence. When your mother kisses you on your forehead, when your mother kisses your, your arms or your wounded spaces, there's something about healing that's taking place. There's a magic and a power of a loving, hugging, hugging wound-touching kiss of a mom. And we know it's true. Thank you for taking the extended kiss. He's blushing. That's nice. We've experienced to be the true... But it's not that we've received it, but we're also called to give it to the next generation. Part of what the confirmation youngs to do today. It's not that you just received your mother's love and you received her touch of healing when your hearts have been hurt and your, your bodies and your bones have been busted. But how are you going to pass that on to the next generation and the next generation and the next? How are you going to be living examples for this in the world? All right, another one. This one, I need you to stand up and I need you to face that way with your arms crossed like this. All right, you just, can you stand right here? All right, that's it. There's the posture. What does that communicate? Leave me alone. Stop kissing me. Well, I know that God follows us and I know that moms followed me. Wherever I went, she followed. She wanted to find me if I was lost. She wanted to call me home. She wanted to give me the very best of a life. Mothers who see their beautiful, precious children making bad decisions. Mothers who see their children turning their backs to God in the altar of God, to the Word of God, and turning their backs even to the family who loves them most. Mothers who then call their children to the better way. They pursue their child with love, with an uncompromising determination and an endless strength and love. They will pursue They will seek to save their child and restore their child at all costs, even at their own life. 
And that gift that we have of mothers was also displayed to us from our Heavenly Father and that He gave us His Son that even if we had our backs turned, He would pursue us. And even if we have our ears muted with all the uglinesses and busyness of the world, that He would try to get our attention. Our Father in Heaven pursues us in Jesus Christ and His Holy Spirit so that we will not stay like this forever. The gift of a mother's love towards that is a reflection of our Heavenly Father's love towards us. Here's another one. This time, Mom gets to sit and you get to kneel in front of Mom. Kneeling is a neat posture in many ways. There you go. Um, Try kneeling sometimes when you pray. And what does it feel like when you kneel versus when you stand or when you just sit in your recliner? Kneeling communicates something. A child kneeling and a mom listening, there's something about forgiveness. We know and trust that God forgives us because we have experienced it in the forgiveness of our mothers. As I was writing this part down, I was thinking of all the things I did to my mother. I was like, oh, no matter how many times I've broken their furniture, you've broken their furniture, put holes in their walls, holes in their hearts. Mom keeps coming back with a God-given miraculous capacity to say, I forgive you. A child can make foolish decisions from birth, could be troublesome for their family and heartbreaking to their family from birth, disrespectful, fails in schools, law-breaking, shameful, heartache-inspiring child, and still a mother will seek to forgive and restore that child. If that's not an echo of the Heavenly Father, what is? A mother's love. All right, this one, you get to be embarrassed one more time. I just need you guys to give each other a hug. That's it. A public hug. Hold it. Hold it. Keep hugging. Just close your eyes and enjoy the moment. Because there's a lot of times that he's no longer in your house and you miss this. A hugging child. Actually, we heard it. When you saw it, one of the things that you just say is like, oh, like there's, there's a response. When you see a mom, even if it's in a place and there's a little bit of laughter, but there's something about tenderness of a hug. Automatic. A mother embracing her child at any age, whether it's a newborn, a two-year-old, a 12-year-old, 14-year-old, 60-year-old. Look. You can almost imagine the hug of a mother yourself. Images can flood your mind and your heart. From my mother, from birth to now, mothers in five different congregations, in addition to my birth mother, have been hugging and loving as if I'm their own. You adopt us, pastors, as your your sons, your grandsons, your brothers, your uncles. When you look at the hug... And you experience it amongst us. Many of us here are not biologically related, but in this place we become God's family. We notice. We do our best to care. And when you see the hug, you can almost that's one of the best, most beautiful gifts we have as an image for our Heavenly Father. Because it communicates that no matter what you've said or what you've done, I love you more. And I can hug that out. There's no separation. No matter how many times you've done something right, wrong, or indifferent, the hug of a mom on a kid, on their child, it just, it, 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 it makes, it's like, stop talking and be loved. 
a mother's hug, expression of our Heavenly Father towards us. In this house, in His words, and in our, each other's presence, how can we know that we're loved by our Heavenly Father? We share peace. We do give hugs. We do give kind words. We express it. It, embra- it communicates to mind, bodies, and souls that you are valuable, that you're cherished, and I love you. A hug. It's more than the words. Last one. Mom gets to stand here. You get to come down here like you're walking back out to where you were sitting. Thank God, right? (laughs) So stand right here. All right, the last one has to do with prayer, and it's one of the things that we read today. You just put your hands together like you're praying. This image of a mom praying for a son. There was a time that he woke up in her arms, went to bed, went to sleep in her arms, or in dad's arms, and they were never separated. But now he sleeps in a different house, and pretty soon he might be living in a different city. And so she'll be over there, and he's going to be over here. Maybe in the confines, in the group of another church family who will love on him like their own, right? So this image is the image of a gospel lesson of Jesus praying for his family. He prays in this last chapter 17 that we would abide in him. And an abide in him is the best thing that if you want a, a visual symbol of an abide, it's a hug. It's like a brother's hug. It's like a mother's hug. It's like a father's hug. Abiding, we're this close. There's nothing between us. Nothing. Jesus prays that they would abide with him and with each other. And then after he says that, he asks us, he commands us, love like I love, said Jesus. And then after him, he's asked that we would know him, the intimacy of knowing like family knows. There's a lot of things that have happened in this house that stays in the house. They know each other, and they love each other not to hurt each other with those words, but they know. Knowing, God asks us to know each other. And that we be one with him. When you're scuba, come on, come together. One, not distanced, as a whole church and as a family. We know that others way. He will comfort. Remember, we're not alone, even though son, our gospel lesson.